Welcome to another edition of the Faithful Five podcast. I am uh, excited to be joined today by AJ Plaze, who, uh, AJ, tell us a little bit about yourself. Quick, quick 30 second uh, infomercial. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And thanks for having me today. Um, so AJ Plaze, I am a 46 year old uh, father and husband uh, living here outside of Philadelphia in beautiful Berwyn, Pennsylvania, um, married for 20 years uh, to a lovely woman named Kelly. Uh, three children. I've got a son, Jack, who is a senior, 18 years old, uh, amazing in high school, uh, a 15-year-old son, Thomas, and a 12-year-old daughter, Catherine. Um, I am a healthcare executive um, and have been in that space for uh, probably the better part of uh, of. of about 20 years, uh, which is uh, mind blowing at this point. But um, my faith is a huge part of my uh, my life and my my journey. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to talk to you about. It. All right. That's awesome. Well, we have one thing in common. We both have sons named Thomas. So that's uh, that's a good start. So talk about, you know, uh, was there a certain time in your uh, adulthood, childhood, when when faith started to become a little more important to you, or just talk a little bit about when it started to play a role in your life? Yeah, Tom. So I would say um, from birth, um, meaning I was uh, I was born into a uh, a, a very um, uh, faith filled home. Um, the youngest of three children. Uh, still have my mother and father with me uh, to this day, which is, which is brilliant. They're, they're still pretty happy and healthy, but uh, I grew up the, the son of two, two Catholic parents who uh, were born and, and raised here in the Philadelphia area. Um, and it's, it's truly what I knew since birth. Um, but what I would say to you is attended Catholic school, uh, kindergarten, probably at the age of five. And if there was a moment where I would say uh, my faith kind of became my faith as opposed to just, you know, kind of following what, what was modeled before me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I vividly remember receiving confession for the first time. And, uh, I would say I had an experience going through confession, meaning a, a physical and emotional and spiritual, uh, experience, um, which I, I probably was seven or eight, Tom, maybe at the time going through confession. I don't even know what I confessed to, probably like yelling at my brother or something like that. I mean, the the, the, the sins were not <laughs> were not terrible by any standard, I can assure you of that. Um, but I knew that God was real at that moment. And I have no other way of explaining that to you. Um, wow. meaning, meaning I I, you know, I think I'd pass a lie detector test. Um, uh, but I would tell you that I, and I'm a scientist by training, uh, and I would tell you I could not prove um, what I experienced. Um, but that was the day where my faith became my faith, and I knew God was real. So that was like a presence. I have to, I have to follow up question on that. Like, was it feeling a presence of like Jesus, or a feeling of contrition for your sin, or what? 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 I mean, can you describe that a little more? Um. It wasn't a presence from the standpoint of like a presence, like somebody else was in the room. Um, and I went to a, uh, a confession, Tom, that was, you know, me just kind of sitting across from a priest. It wasn't like, a, you know, there was a confessional booth and I couldn't see the priest. Um, but I had a physical experience, meaning I would tell you, I guess the best way for me to describe it would be, I think I could tell you that I physically felt my sin washing away. 
Um, That's the best way for me to put it. Um, But I knew something happened in that moment. Yeah. Okay. At a young age. That's impressive. Okay. So talk about the most influential person, persons in your life. Um, And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, this is a podcast about faith. So where did, where did that person or persons kind of take you in your, in your journey? Yeah. So that's a real easy answer for me. Uh, it's my mother and my father. Um, and probably for, for two separate, but related reasons. So, uh, you know, the joke, the joke that I often tell is that I was born into, into tremendous wealth. Um, and, and I don't mean monetary wealth. Uh, I was born into two parents that love me unconditionally. Um, which in, in many respects, I would say that's the greatest gift that any human being could have. Um, and then to add to that, that they had such strong faith, I feel doubly blessed um, that you, I don't think there's anything you can't accomplish if somebody believes in you. So that's what they did for me. All right. Can't have better role models than that. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the obstacles that you face, the obstacles that men you know men faith i always like to talk about whether it's in a reflection group or that man is you or some of these other programs that men don't realize we all we all face very similar challenges we may have different vices or visit different challenges but you know the pride and the ego and and some of those things that that are so prevalent with men get in get in the way so why do you think it uh just talk about some of the obstacles that men have and and maybe some of the ways uh why they struggle so much yeah uh it's an excellent question tom uh and one that i've i've been fortunate to have a small group of guys uh that i've been able to kind of you know use as a as a uh, a sounding board and a council uh against and so what i would say is um yeah i suffer from all the challenges uh Meaning, I am, I am no, certainly no better, uh, maybe a little bit worse. I was going to say no better, no worse than any of the other, you know, an average dude walking the planet. But, um, you know, do I, do I suffer from, you know, here's the classic, here's the classic things. And I suffer from all of them. Do I have an ego and sometimes think that I did something as opposed to God blessing me with the talent, the gifts and the benefits? Yes. Um, Do I, um, attempt to do things uh, on my own uh, more than I should and not rely on my faith and or others or lean on my family or friends or um, yes, I do. You know, guys are kind of notoriously problem solvers, so to speak. And I, I definitely fall into that camp of just wanting to to be active and moving forward um, all the time. Um, I think some of the things that are are really challenging for, for guys is also too, in terms of like, um, hardwired uh into our dna are certain things as human beings drill down a little bit more on maybe some things that you do to to counteract some of the you know the challenges that you face um you said you have a good network of friends obviously um, you have an awesome marriage and you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a good wife always helps balance some of the things that, you know, we as men struggle with. And, uh, you know, so talk just a little bit about those people and and the faith aspect of how you try to avoid some of the pitfalls that we constantly, you know, happen to us. 
Um, yeah, there, there, uh, there's a few, there's a few things that I would say I, I do, and there's a few things that I would say I benefit from, um, in the way that you pitch the question. Um, so without, without question, number one on that list is my wife, um, meaning that she is, uh, by far the reason that if I, um, can comport myself in public and, and get my pants on correctly and out the door to kind of like get a job and, and feed a family, I would, I would say I stand on her shoulders, uh, so to speak. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm making, I'm making light of it, but I would say they're, they're, I'm hundred percent sincere in that. Um, you know, she, uh, she is the best of the plazes, uh, with, without question. Uh, she has a very strong faith, um, and, uh, is a brilliant mother to our children and loves me unconditionally. Cause I, I have my failings and my sins, uh, certainly. Um, and so I would say just being around her every minute of every day is good for me. Um, and that's, that's in the way that she thinks that's in the way that she talks, that's in the way that she loves me or our children. Uh, it's in the way that she behaves every day. Um, she's, um, she's someone that I would say I look up to and, and follow. So that's, that's, that's with me at all times. Now I have a job where I travel all the time. So I would say just staying in communication with her, is, is a good thing. You know, everything from, you know, FaceTime to videos, to texts, to, to phone calls and everything in between. Um, but I think some of the other tactical things, Tom, are, um, I, I start my day always reading, um, something from the Bible, um, all the time in some way, shape or form. Sometimes it's the physical Bible, uh, which I, I guess typically, typically I actually start my day electronically with looking at things, um, you know, that would be from the Bible or passages. I kind of end my day looking at the physical, touching the physical Bible, which might put you and I in a generational camp where we might be the last of the people that do that kind of thing. Um, but, um, you know, throughout my day, it's, it's, it's always focusing on the things that I read in that morning that, uh, and I'm sure you would say this, have an uncanny, you know, God-like way of somehow speaking to you and weaving throughout your day. Um, it, it would it, like almost freakishly. So, right. Like it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it if, if you told the story to somebody kind of thing. Um, so I find that that's kind of my daily touchstone and something I've learned, I guess, in my, uh, my middle age, Tom is um, like bread, like water, like food and nourishment, going back to the, you know, the, 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 the comment I made earlier about like needing this stuff daily you do like none of us are strong enough uh, at all to kind of go away from it, you know, for a week at a time or a month at a time or whatever it would be and kind of function on our own. I think the temptation's too great or the, the kind of human nature uh, puts us at odds with, <laughs> with what we should be doing. Flipping it a little, is there advice, a tip um, that or maybe a big myth about faith that that uh, that someone might hear you say, and maybe would allow them to open up a little bit more. Uh, you know, we always talk about. I think people combine going to church, whatever church they go to, with you know faith, and they're really different things. If you know, not different, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think it's a. I think it's a great question. Um, and I'll actually combine the faith and the church part in my answer. <laughs> and I do, I do get your point about separate, but related. The first thing I would say to you is the myth or the misperception. Um, and I struggle with this. I mean, I still struggle with this, but I really used to struggle with this time. Um, is that um, 
having faith means you have to be perfect. Um, and so I would say it's the exact opposite. We're all, we're all born imperfect and we, and we come with original sin and let, let alone just the fact that humans are fallible and everything else that goes with that. So, um, getting over yourself, which I would say took me years. I definitely have type A perfectionistic tendencies, you know, and hold myself to a very high bar internally. Um, getting over that and realizing that, yes, I wasn't perfect. And all the things that I know my wife would tell me if she walked in here right now, you know, would be happy to remind me of all the things that I do wrong. Um, but she, I would just say, um, I, I think now bridging to your church thing, that there is this thought by some people that, well, I'm not good enough to go to church or, or the people that do are such hypocrites because they're not perfect, but yet I see them going to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, and I stole this line from somebody else, but it's one of the things that's, that, that, that hit me with a ton of bricks is I'm, I'm, you know, a church is not a hall of fame. A church is a hospital, you know, uh, it's, it's, everybody's broken in there in some way, shape or form. And, and, and they're, they're in need of, of God's love and mercy. That's, that's why they go to church. So I think that the big myth out there is this whole thing of like, I have to be good. I have to be perfect. And that's, you know, the only reason God would, you know, love me, so to speak. And you and I know it's the exact opposite. It's he loves us for our imperfections. And we were designed to be imperfect and need him. And we're at our greatest when we rely on him to make up for the holes and the, you know, the, the weaknesses in us. Um, but the other side of that is the church side, which is, well, I wouldn't go to church because maybe I think they're all hypocrites and it's all, you know, uh, this is what you should do and nobody ever does it. So why do you guys do this? And the, the reason we do is because going every day, going every week just gets us a little bit closer, you know, to, to, to acting, thinking and behaving like Jesus would want us to. Um, and for almost all of us, 99.999% will never achieve it. So it's just a vision that sits on the horizon. Um, but God sincerely appreciates the effort. <laughs> Yeah. Well said. I mean, I couldn't say it half as well as that, but that's, I, I, I do think that the perfection in people, I think you're dead on with that. One last quick question uh, to add on. Is there an example of where you uh, kind of felt good about allowing Christ or Jesus into your life a little more that paid dividends for you that you can see dividends. I mean, going back to we're, we're all sinners, we're all, we're, none of us are perfect, but that you see kind of the, a little reward because you surrendered to something or. Uh, yes. Um, so I would say um, one of the hardest things for parents to do, and I know you're a parent, I've got three kids. And they're now at an age where, you know, the problems are bigger and they're bigger, but the day to day is not nearly as tax taxing, you know, as when they were younger. Um, all three of my children have faith. And that will, that will be my greatest achievement. And that was, that was hard when they were young. I would say to make the sacrifice, to go to church, to, to, talk about our faith on a daily basis to do all these behaviors that everything in our life would push us away. And I would say to you, Tom, we weren't perfect every day, but, um, I could die tomorrow and I'd be okay. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing your witness. Appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, we look forward to chatting with you again sometime. 
Thank you for asking and uh, God bless Tom.